I don't enjoy the frustrating bits though, still, like all this technology. Because it <laughs> chucked that right out the window if I had to deal with that. Yeah. I'd say, still, it's done. Sorry, we can't yeah. do no more. I think everyone at some time who works in Titan Law in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, still, and Sash, had a relation working there. It was, so it was, yeah. it was a family yeah. company. It really was. That's how much it means to me, Canning Town and Custom House. Rathbone, my own getting a lump in me throat. Rathbone Market. I was just going to say, it leaves a soft spot in your heart oh, for it all then, didn't man. it? And then we'd get our Party 7 and our Crater Lighthouse. What's your Party 7? It was a it was a Watney's, was a little keg of beer. It had seven pints okay. in it. It was called a Party <laughs> 7. We better not get no trolls, because you're going to have to deal with that shit. Times are getting bad, still. I know. Well, it is Christmas. You might get some mistletoe and get lucky, eh? Where the fuck am I going to get mistletoe and a geezer from? Thanks, Sash. I'm glad you've got faith in me because I don't have a lot of faith in myself sometimes. <laughs> Same me, <So>. love. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a smashing well, interview. Brilliant reminiscing. I've had a tear in my oh, eye once or twice. And... So what have you got for dinner? Because I've got mine in my head. I'm having pasta. What are you having? If it's, if it's there, I'll have it. If it ain't, I can't. <laughs> oh, the woman's locking again. Mrs. Have you got... She was knocking oh, yeah, 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 every yeah. day. Have you got this? Have you got that? So we called her Mrs. Have you got? I've yeah, never heard if it, but I like it. I like if it. Yeah, nah, if it's, yeah. If it's there, you can have it. If it ain't, you can't. <laughs> Maybe yeah. have a little fiddle. Have a little look at your settings, Sasson. See, we can't keep saying things like that. Have, <laughs> have a, a little, little fiddle. fiddle. <laughs> so go on then, piss off then. As you've interrupted very fucking late in the evening, as I was cutting me blinds, I'm going to have if it's. Right, Tio. So we'll speak in the next couple of days, Sash. Yeah, let me know how you go. All right, my love. And let me know how the blinds come out. Take a picture with your camera. We'll see if that works. Well, no, that won't work, will it? You know what I mean? Oh, talk about Cannon Town. West End. London. The Prince of Wales Pub, the Bancroft Social Club, Ramish's Food Shop, the kids hanging around up the top. Each week we'll be talking to the women from Canning Town and how life there has shaped them. Join me, Priscilla Etienne, and Sasha Featherstone for Town of Talk. You know there ain't no alligator We're down in Canyon Town But there are dogs and there are sharks And they'll skin you if you don't watch out Talk about Canyon Town you know what I mean? Oh, talk about Cannon Town, West End, London, E16.
Oh, mate, an awful lot. It brings me memories about my parents, my nan and granddads. Because every one of my family lived around that area, Custom House, Cannon Town. Let me tell you about the women from Cannon Town, Phil. This is a story that I tell my grandchildren and and, and my grandsons. And My granddad on my dad's side got killed at the Somme in 1917. My nan, who lived till she was 99, never remarried again. But she brought up two kids in Falls Park Road, which is in Freemasons Road, the back of Freemasons Road, on her own in the 20s. That's how strong the women from Canning Town were from that era in the 20s. to I don't know about modern day times. I, I, I mean, I can't answer for that. I can answer for my generation and maybe the two generations before me. That's how much it means to me, Canning Town and Custom House. Rathbone Market, I'm getting a lump in my throat. Rathbone Market. I was just going to say, it leaves a soft spot in your oh, heart for it all then, didn't man. it? It's just more than a soft spot. I mean, I, I remember my mum, she ruled the house. My, <laughs> my, my, my mum had three sisters living down the same street, King George's Avenue, which is just off of Prince Regent's Line. Yeah, dads just want to work. That's all they They just want to mm. work. And then when I was old enough in my teens, to be left on my own. Mum started at Titan Law as well then, so all my family worked in Titan Law and that. And yeah, Canning Town, Custom House. It, yeah, look, we could, we could move out tomorrow if we wanted to, but I don't want to. Yes, you're making me more and more fucking emotional here, Seal. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't do that. that. Brilliant. I've loved it. I've loved the area. I've loved the social part of the area. You've got to bear in mind that, that there was no supermarkets in the 50s. London was just being started being built up after the war because of the Blitz and God knows what else. And it was sort of, yeah, it, like it was when I was a teenager around the area. I don't think I'll ever see any fights in the pubs where we were, neither. When I was growing up, yeah. when I was 16, no, no, it wasn't. And oh. like, you might get the odd scuffle, but there was never any glasses going in your face or not that I'll say, um, my mates say, and we used to drink oh, from Woolly right through the Canning Sound. You might get the odd fight, of course you would. You, you, I mean, but it was just purely fists. There was no, yeah. never anyone wanting to pull out a knife and wanted to stab you. Well, not what I ever see. And I, I, I've been around with a few people that were handy. But like, no, they was quite happy just to pick their hands up if they had to, but they never wanted to do it unless I was put in a corner. And yeah, that's yeah. how much I love. So it was more gentlemanly. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just nice. It was a nice place to be growing up. I mean, where Betson is now and where Galleons, that was just open fields. That was just purely open fields and allotments, isn't that? You know what I mean? We'd be over there all day. The only time we'd come indoors, when we wanted a drink, we'd come indoors, have a drink and go out again. And, yeah, the football, there wasn't no goalposts because you had to take your own out when you played football. <laughs> yeah, jumper and shoes. <laughs> your fucking shirt would come off. You'd have yeah. two shirts for the goalposts. And we used to have street football. Yeah. Like that street versus your street over the field and all that. Yeah, there, there was. Uh, that's why I feel sorry for the younger generation now. It was never mm. how, how we had it. There was youth clubs and there was like you go and, if you want to play boxing, you go to that club. If you want to play football, well, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant, and I loved it. 
and I could never ever wish completely different times. Ah, oh, Sash. Every now and again, we'd break out and we'd go to Stepney on Mile End because we used to read in the papers about the craze and like the gangsters and it ran them areas. And you walk yeah. in the pubs where they were, and they'd just be standing in the corner with their big crombies on, with their little girlfriends on their arm. They weren't bothered about us. <laughs> us town is going up that just to have a drink. They wasn't bothered about yeah. us. Yeah. You just look at them in well in amazement and go, you would, because they look what they was. Mm. And then we'd find somewhere where there was going to be a party, and then we'd get our party seven and our crate of light elves. What's your party seven? It was a it was a what was a little keg of beer. It had seven pints okay. in it. It was called a party <laughs> seven. <laughs> but you used to get so a can open. You used to have to get dragged. No, in no, no. You used to get a can opener with it. You used to, you, oh, okay. You, get, well, you know what the old fashioned where you dig the metal bit in the top. And it fizzes up. Yeah, yeah. And that's seven, yeah, there'd yeah. be seven pints of bitter in that. Where old were you when you got your first job? Because you were oh, getting lost at a young age. I was 15 in April. I went to Shipman Road School, which is on the along the lane. I finished school on the Friday mm. in, in, in July. And I started work in Tates's on the Monday. And I stayed there for 40... Not, not. I stayed there for 44 years. And what did you do there, Tom? I started off in the warehouse... As a young boy at 15, and then you go shift work when you're 18 because you couldn't do shift work until you was 18. And then I went in the warehouse till I was about 21 or 22. And then what it is, if you wanted them, you've got to bear in mind, girls, that when I started there in 63, there was three and a half thousand people worked in Titan Holden. It was the biggest employer, factory employer, in the old East End of London. I mean, yeah. apart from the docks, uh, I mean, they employed over 20,000. Tatton Lowe, three and a half thousand. And when I walked in there, it was a culture shop. I mean, m my dad Why? my dad worked there. And when I was 18 and I went in, into the warehouse and then sometimes we used to go up onto the packing floor where the girls was. Oh, my God. Is that the culture <laughs> shop area? Ah, <laughs> sad. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> For what reason would that be? Oh, <laughs> everywhere you look, you see young girls the same ages as you. And I went, okay. oh, mate, if this is heaven, give it to me. I want it. Is that why you stayed there for 40 years? Well, one of them. <laughs> 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 one of the reasons, yeah. And the other one, it was a good earner. I never wanted to leave there. And yeah. I stayed in, uh, up on the pack. Then I got a job on the packing floor. The S floors where all the girls were. Because I realised you could earn more money up there than what you could earn in the warehouse. Then I come out of there and went into the maintenance. And then I went down onto the waterfront. And I was for my last 15 years I was there, I worked on the waterfront. Oh, mate. What does the waterfront mean? On the dock area. Tatton Lowe had their own... And what did that entail? Tatton Lowe had their own dock area. You had a deep water berth. Right where the raw sugar had come in and you had a refined berth on a smaller jetty where the refined sugar in 200-weight sacks and 100-weight sacks would go abroad. And that's what I used to do. I was down the ship sold and I was down here for the last 15 right. or 20 years of my work life and loved it. It was absolutely... La very labour-intensive oh. then. When I first went up there and looked over the jetty, I suppose mm. I was about 21 or 22 because my brother... My brother was a boss up on the waterfront. So I, okay. yeah, it, 
my Billy was 10 years older than me because of the war years. Billy was yeah. born in 38. The war started in 49 and dad fought in 47. Well, we better have another baby. That's when I come along. <laughs> <laughs> so God knows what he was doing in what six or seven it? years in between. I don't know what he was doing. I, I, I think he was in and out of the country or in and out of prison or in and out of somewhere. I, I don't know. But yeah, I came along. And, and my dad works on the waterfront then. And I remember looking over the stuff. So it's gone through the generations oh, then, Tony? I think everyone at some time who worked in Tartan Law in the 50s, 60s and 70s, Seal and Sash, had a relation working there. It was, so it was, yeah. it was a family yeah. company. It really was. But I remember looking over the side mm. and I see these men. That was up the deep water berth. They was pulling out 200 weight sacks of sugar with Dockey's hooks. And as I looked over, I went, Jesus Christ, they all looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were built like brick yeah. shit houses because of the hard labour that they did. <laughs> oh, I mean, thank God I never had to work as hard as that. Because when I got down there two or three, or maybe 10 years after that, it had been remodernising. And it was all, sometimes it was 200 weight sacks or 100 kilo sacks, which you would call it now. But a lot of the time it was 50 yeah. kilo paper bags, which was a lot easier. But no, I loved it. I loved it. I worked there for 44 years. And me and my mates who I work with, we still meet up. We don't now, obviously, because of COVID. But we meet up probably two or three times a year. And mm. the boys I started school with, boys I like, finished school with, started at Tates' with, and finished at Tates' with. So we went over 50 yeah. years together. Yeah, it was excellent. I loved it. And at the end of the line... Still brings a smile upon your face. It makes me cry sometimes to think about it. And like, I've, lost, I've lost two or three mates who I work with. and But don't forget, we're all in our 70s now. And But yeah. I must say, they're not as fit as what I was or as fit as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you keep playing that trumpet. Yeah, I do bring a smile on my face, yeah. Yeah, it does. And... They're good memories. Okay. Uh, memories were brilliant. Always the memories about Canyon Town. Always the memories about Old Rathbone. So did you Always the memories about the different pubs that we used to go to and, you know, the different um, – what used to make me laugh when I was in my teens and that, a lot of my mates always find it difficult to chat to girls when we were in our teens. Mm. But, like, working with girls like I was up on the Essa floors, oh, it just come naturally. It was – just good fun. Oh, could you? I know, I loved it. It just comes naturally. It did. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Ask my seven wives. <laughs> it was, How could you, you male equivalent to Liz Tyler? It was, <laughs> it was just, it was just good fun. And I can honestly go. It was good times. Oh, sad. Still. Better than good times. Better. I couldn't have had a better life. Uh, to what I had then and to what I've got now. Two daughters who I love dearly and five grandchildren, four great-grandchildren. I couldn't want for a better life. You met, you met your partner now. You've been with for years. Yeah. You met her at Tate and Lyle's, didn't you? Your yeah. partner now, Tracy. Yeah. I was a convener, a GMB convener at Tate and Lyle. And I represented... It was head of the trade union in Tate and Lyle. I was representing... Okay. I was representing then, I don't know, maybe six or seven hundred people and different skirmishes that you have with the companies and that. And yeah, yeah. I, I was down down there end of the world one day 
she works at Plasto. Like m- most of the young girls, works at Plasto, which is Lowell's, the one nearer Canning Town when they make the syrup. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I used to go down there yeah. every Friday and just ask them how things were and that. And yeah, we just started chatting and yeah, I, I said, "Do you fancy being a trade union shop steward? It's good for you. It's good for the girls." She said no, and I just started chatting to her. At first, she oh. just started saying no, but. And I went, yeah, you can do this. You wore her down. <laughs> Without a doubt. It took me about it took me about five minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go on there. That's no, 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 no. It took me a lot longer than that. But like it was not. Nah. And then we just started getting on from there, getting on well from there. And yeah, we we clicked and it it's been good ever since. Well, I've known oh, no, you still. all of my life. And um I've all I've always found you to be the same. I love it, the fact that you've never altered, as you say. He ain't altered. But you're, um, you were different to some men because you was heavily involved oh, in your daughter's Oh, yeah, upbringing. big time. You know, you I had a lot of help. I mean, one of the nice things about the two girls' mum is we never lost love for our two kids. Basically yeah. brought our two yeah. girls up together. It was, yeah, things happen in life yeah. still. Things happen in life, Sash. Well, you can't control. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah, can't control yeah. your feelings or how you feel about one another. But one of the things I, I learned no, about but... the East End area is that we never fell out of love with our kids, and our kids always, always. No, but it's good because person. at the beginning you did say that the men didn't really play a part in the no. other life. It was the woman no, no, taking no. charge. No, you're but, absolutely on the back. But you, you was proper hands on with your yeah. girls. Yeah, as it? I said before, though. That's what we was trying to say. The difference oh, yeah. between. Oh yeah. It, 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 yeah. I think my dad and, and, and the men in the 50s and 60s and probably early 70s was that they, their job in life was to go work because whether that was really probably the breadwinners. Yeah. And I don't yes, mean that to be disrespectful against right. like ladies because that's exactly how it was in the 50s and 60s because most of the work was manual work. Most of it was yes. heavy work. I mean, my mum worked in yeah. tapes for... 20 odd years when she went back to work again, when I was old enough to stand on indoors on my own and that. And she worked in the canteening work for 20 odd years. Yeah. But she couldn't have gone down the ship's old. I mean, she couldn't like, she wanted to wait sack. That, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. Most of the work in the it East It was a lot of manual wild work. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? without a doubt. Most of the work in the East And the women was housekeepers. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad wouldn't know how to put the Uber around here. We didn't have an Uber, obviously, in the 50s. And when he, he wouldn't know how to do housework. He wouldn't. He'd come in from work. And my mum would have his dinner on the table. As soon as he walked in that door, his dinner would be on the table. And it was the right it was the right heat mm. for him to eat. She knew exactly yeah. what time he'd be in. And like, he'd come down, <laughs> take his shirt, I'd give, give her a kiss, ask me how my dad went, talk to me about football, which me and him always did. I love my dad dearly. Mm. He was such a funny man. It was he a good was. balance. It, it, yeah. And it, it was a good balance. Yeah, it was. It was It was brilliant. It was a really, really good upbringing I had with my mum and dad. And me and Pat, like my ex-wife, we, yeah, we, we did that with the two girls as well. And we explained, although, we, yeah. although we're not getting mm-hmm. on and not together, it doesn't mean to say we can't bring you up together, which is exactly what we did. And we're still doing it now. Yeah. And I think it's yeah, yeah. It, it's good. It's it, it's yeah. good you can be that way. Well, you shared the parents' responsibility, yeah, haven't you? Absolutely. And I've never shared the battle, and and, and nor is their mum. And yeah, it's 
it's been indoctrinated me at an early age that family is what life is. Because it's what you grew up yeah, with. It was family values, yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely right. And and like your faults and feelings get put to the back and the yeah, children. Yeah, I think first. they do. Sometimes you get your lonely times, same as I got my lonely times when I was like when I had the two girls and but I should imagine my ex-wife would have probably felt the same way. But it was better for us to be yeah. apart, yeah, doing what we do with our two girls, rather than being together arguing. And it meant a lot to bring the two yeah. girls yeah. up together, and we're still doing it now. But you still kept that family values oh. and the family together as without much as possible, without, even yeah, though you was apart. Think, yeah, but I think yeah. you've got to, because mm. I, I really do believe. As time goes on yeah. now, eventually your family is the one thing in life that you should be able to trust. If you can't trust your family, mm. then I think maybe you're not going the right way about your life. And I, Yeah, families are going to yeah. argue still. That's your families yeah. will argue. I've seen my two daughters argue, not with each other. I've never seen them arguing with one another. I've seen them arguing with their partners. and Yeah, but next day they've yeah. made up again. And I think, and I've, I've indoctrinated them probably. Yeah. Your family is everything. Yeah. yeah, every now and again, Kelly would say, or Sally would say, oh, the kids are getting on my nerves. And I'll say to them, well, don't you think <laughs> you still got on your, me and your mother's nerves? And it's a fact. It's a fact. We see that now. I'll see that now. And I'll go to, yeah, they get upset with it. Or, or they might turn around and say, oh, I knew you'd stick up yeah. for them. I say, no, I'm not sticking up for them. But don't you think you did this same thing to me and your mum as what they're doing to you? He was now? fair. That's it. But the next day you should be over that. The next day, and mm. and another value I learned also from the area where I lived about family, you really shouldn't bear a grudge. You really shouldn't bear a grudge. You really mm. shouldn't say, oh, I hate him or I hate him. Hate's a really strong word that you really shouldn't be using anyway. Sometimes in life you've got to think, Oh, maybe it was a flash in the pan, and they didn't mean it anyway. And we've all been well, once it said you can't take it back. No, yeah, no, you can't. No, you can't. But yeah, listen, we live with what we do. Mm. We live with our families because we love them, and yeah. that... might not like them all the time. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> you're having a laugh, and yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. right. I can fucking kill him sometimes. <laughs> so, how did you cope? How did you cope all those, Bill, those years with us lot in and out Bill, of the house? It was a pleasure. See, it was a pleasure on my that? life. I look back on it now and I laugh about it and I think an absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure. But the thing is with Sally, with Kelly, Kelly was always independent. Kelly was always independent. She was a flyby. Like, she'd want to get out all different times and all different things and all different routes. Sally was... A mum's or a dad's little girl. Yeah. She was never, but she would never want to walk home on her own. No matter where she was, I'll be, I, I might have just gone out for a run. And you know what Furbank was like, still. It was really quiet, wasn't it? Like a little mm. cold, he said, off Shearwater Road. And yeah, it was. And all of a sudden, the phone would ring. They'd pick us up. Where are you? I'm just up by, right down the bottom of the toe. She would not walk by, you know, when you come along Sullivan's Avenue, still. And you walk across and you've got the little school on the left-hand side there, and you're yeah. still there, the school. And then you come up the Shearwater. Sally would not walk by there. Yeah. She aced it. So no matter what I was doing, <laughs> and what I, 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 I put the phone down and I go, yeah. 
But you get you yeah, you bought that and you go. And I feel it's to make me laugh as well still. I, I bought me, would you know, I bought myself a little motorbike for, mm. for work, a little under 90. And Kelly and Sally That's used to right. love jumping on the yeah. back of me, drive them all around this state. <laughs> you see, on the back of my <laughs> under 90. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, we laugh about it now. But no, yeah, I remember that. Was, the simpler things in life, yeah, wasn't it? Life was it yeah. was simple then. It ain't so simple now, though. Still, is it? No, but you know what, Tone? I've been back. I go back to the area sometimes, oh. and I just can't believe how much it's changed. It's like it looks like that. You know, you walk along um, where all the buildings are. Loads of high yeah. rises, like, like you find in the middle Town, of the West End. Oh, stage. The tidal basin. Well, the tidal Ooh, basin. We used to go in that pub. It's a block of flats now. You know, where the, near where the Crown Plaza yeah, is. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, that's where my mum used to. Yeah. Go. The, 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 like, there's three sort of half moon shaped blocks of flat. That's where the tidal basin tavern was. And we used to spend. Yeah. It, that was probably the first two o'clock house yeah. that I ever went in. It just ain't the same. You never get the family atmosphere you got then when those little back-to-back mm-hmm. houses are what you got now you'd lean over the fence and talk to your neighbor or or, or, or you, you know you, you you walk up the pub and have a quiet pint yeah. on your own and all you'd always meet someone in there who you know them days are gone do you think it was more of a purposely built community yeah. back then oh no i just think it happened like i'll tell you what i just think it happened like, like i said before in the interview yeah, naturally. All the houses around the area, Canningtown, Custom House Plaza, they was mainly built for the workforce of the area because they built all these yeah. factories, they built the docks, and they had nowhere to, they had nowhere to house the people who were going to run them industries. That's why they built yeah. all the back-to-back houses. So in a way, it is a, a, like a bit of a purposely built Without community because it was what well, it was put. In front of you, basically, that doubt. was what you was given. These bosses know these people. Whereas they, now, yeah. people don't know who lives next door. No, to they them. don't now. I mean, no, you, you're absolutely on the button. I mean, they don't now. I mean, where you live, still down your street. I mean, everyone knew one another, still, didn't they? They did. It's, Do you reckon yeah, it all stemmed from yeah, the war? I loved it. The way it was. Oh, I mean, just I mean, like, I, I was born in forty. I, I can remember back to the, maybe the early fifties, fifty-five. I mean, I was about seven, eight, or nine. Everywhere you looked, Sash. Everywhere you looked, no matter what street or turning you was in, there was a debris where the house had been bombed. You've got to imagine what it's like yeah. around this area in in, in during yeah. the Blitz. Oh my God. Well, my well, my nan, she lost both her parents mm. in what school was it, Seal? Oh yeah, the bomb. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. there was a picture house along the Prince Regent's Lane. You know where Fairburn House is now, down the Abbey Arms, going towards Canyon Town. On the next corner, mm. there was a picture house there. Little tiny. I don't, I don't yeah. remember this, but my mum and dad told me this. That got bombed out as well. And there was actually people in yeah. there watching a, a film when it, when it got bombed out. Mm. So that was wrecked. I mean, oh. I don't think we can absolutely realise how hard it was for them and the people in it. Do you reckon that's why the community come together? Yeah, because yeah. So obviously some people was more still more privileged for material or wealth or whatever. It, but everyone had the sense of helping each other. Was, over the the fence, have boat. you got any sugar, Mabel? Have you got have you got any tea, Mabel? To yeah, everyone did. Everyone. Everyone helped each other, well, they didn't did. they? And I and what what you mm. said early on, Sash, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think it does happen now. It, I mean. It may be in a few places where these people have been in these houses for 40 or 50 years or more. 
But it ain't very often you get the yeah. same neighbour living next to you now. Yeah. They've either passed on or yeah. they've moved on. And it is. I've never wanted to move on. And I've never wanted to move on because of my two mm. girls. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, not only that, yeah. I still feel safe around the area. I mean, the difference is... It's because it's familiar probably, yeah, but, isn't yeah, it? But the difference is all the local hounds now, I probably know their granddads. Yeah. Or I probably know their dads. You get yeah. used to what you yeah. get used to. Sash. Still, I think you do. Yeah, of course. I think you do get used yeah. to it. It's what you're comfortable with. And I think you get set in yeah. your ways. And when yeah. I look, I walk around Canning Town now, and there was an old church right opposite where Ladbrokes is on the corner of Canning Town, the big Ladbrokes, opposite McDonald's at Canning Town. Right mm. opposite that, yeah. there was a church called Trinity Church. Not a lot of people remember that. Well, that got pulled down when I was about 13 or 14, and they built the Masonettes that are there now. It's a little bus depot now, isn't it? With the 69 pulls in and, the, and the, like the, what's the other one, 474? That's where they stop. But that used to be a church. Yeah. And I that know. was right yeah. in the middle of the how about the, how about the Seaman's Mission? Oh, boy. Flying Angel. But that's, that, <laughs> I think that's been there ever since <laughs> I can remember. Same as the Anchor House, Freemasons yeah. Road Anchor House, you know, as you can I turn around and say, opposite Custom House Station now. That building has been there since. I can remember. It was a, a Seaman's yeah. Mission. It was called Anchor House. Then you had the Seaman's oh, Mission at Canning Town. I'm on about the one on Victor. Yeah, that was a Seaman's Mission, yeah. yeah. I think you've got to remember the amount of seamen that used to come in from the docks. They used to come in and use the local, the local bars and the local pubs. and Yeah. Yeah. It was mm. Everywhere you look, the pubs are full up. Always on a Friday or a Saturday. And then I, I remember my old dad when I was playing football Saturday afternoon, he'd always come and we'd pop in the Nottingham Arms, we'd have a couple of beers then and, and go home. And then Sunday morning we played for the local worker man's club down Berwick Road. We'd have it after the game, you go straight back. Because it was funny, really, because Saturday mm. afternoon, Saturday afternoon, football was kicked up at three o'clock because the pubs didn't open until five. And we finished at quarter to five. You couldn't get a shower because there was no showers in it then. It was an old trough or something where you washed yourself down. We'd go straight into the pub. <laughs> it was. That's all it was over in Memorial Grounds. And where Newham Ledger Centre is now, there used to be playing fields there and there yeah. used to be pitches there. And there used to be just an old trough. You, 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 you would. You'd strip down, take your boots off. And because oh. if you walked in with your boots muddy, my mother used to go absolutely potty. You, you don't walk in with dirty boots. Rightly so. Well, and right and all, yeah. But the thing was, mm. what I'm saying is, we used to go straight in the pub at five o'clock, me and my dad, for a couple of beers before we, we went home and went up to the workman's club. But Sunday was the best. They kicked off the well, 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 My mum my couldn't understand why. The football kicked off at half-past nine Sunday morning, but the Saturday was a three o'clock kickoff. Because Sunday, the pubs had any open from 12 o'clock to two o'clock. So she shut yeah, at two o'clock on you Sunday. Have your so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we used to go in the straight in the workman's club from football, and it was yeah. it was a ritual. It was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I couldn't knock it. I could I, I couldn't knock the area at all. There was so much work for everyone. Oh, and blimey. when did you start seeing that change, Tone? Work starting to dry up a bit. Probably. When did you see that? What year? When Maggie came in, nineteen seventy nine. When Maggie Thatcher came into power, she closed all the coal mm. mines down. She ruined the trade yeah. union system. Do you think that she'd 
I know we should have unions because it's about right and wrong. Yeah. But do you think some of the unions... Oh, a bit too strong, yeah, I tell trouble? you. I've got to be honest. And yeah, that's I tell why you. she won't be able to ransom. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. In the 60s and 70s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do understand that. But the difference is... Because people get a bit precious, don't oh, they? Oh, without a doubt. And I've always been a trade unionist, and I'm still in a trade union now. But the difference is, mm. I, I, I just believe I that there's ways and means of doing it. And, I, yeah, I do believe yeah. that, that, that the trade unions got a bit too heavy in the 70s. Yeah. But I believe that she got a bit too heavy in the early 80s. Mm. And okay. she closed the Royal Docks down. Because the Royal Docks in the 80s yeah. went to Tilbury, which is where it's still at now. And they laid empty for 10 or 15 years. Mm. It was how it was. And I think, yeah, it was when the tourists took over in 79 that things changed drastically. And what you're saying, do I believe the unions were there a little bit too strong then? Probably. Probably were, yeah. Do you think they probably just had enough? Yeah. yeah, To be really honest, I believe the working man Mm. or working woman Mm. keep this country going and the whole world, to be really honest, we are. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for us, the bins wouldn't get emptied. All All the menial jobs that the upper class wouldn't do or couldn't do. Yep. Getting their hands dirty. Yep. If it wasn't for us, nothing will get done. Well, you're absolutely right. And so, and so sometimes in the end, the working person turns around and says, "Oh, enough's enough." Well, I think without a trade and, union, and, and, and I, I can't spread the news because I think the, uh, the news has already been spread. But I, I really do believe without even now, without a trade union behind you, I, I don't think for one minute you get paid holidays. I don't think for one minute that you would get sickness benefits. I think the whole world, our country would change as it is if it wasn't for trade unions. But I'll say it again, yeah. and I'll, I'll mean it from my heart. Do I believe they got a bit too strong in the, in the 70s? Maybe. Maybe. But she put pay to all that. That woman came into power and she changed 72 yeah. social laws. I, I, when I say it, I, Did she? Yeah. I can, I can honest to God turn around and say oh. I've never... And I'd use the word really liberally. I've never hated anyone in my life, but I hated her. I really did for what she did. Not one of, As a fella I know, this is a story, mm. a fella I know who lived in Coventry, who I met on an outward bound course from Texas. When I went on an outward bound course in 60, World Cup year, 66, I went to the Lace mm. District for a month. The company sent me on an outward bound course. And I met a guy out there who came from Coventry which is a mining area then. I kept in touch with him for a long, long while. Colin, his name was. He was a chef. And he had two brothers. One was a miner and one was in the army. And he wrote to me and said, his brother that was in the army, because they didn't have enough police, he got drafted into the police force and they made him wear a policeman's uniform. They actually drafted the army in to sort the trade unions out. So... And don't forget them people. So they pitted the working man against the working yeah. man again. Yeah. Oh. But I think what you got to remember, them miners went on strike for over a year with no pay, no pay at all. Yeah. I mean, we didn't realise it where we were in the East End because obviously there's no mining villages around here. But some of them mining villages are still paying the price now. And th- th- that's the hardship about that type of strike. But and, and do you know what? The ironic thing is now we're importing coal again from Russia. <laughs> Are you kidding? I don't, I don't know this serious. stuff. They're, they're, they're important. So instead of putting back to work yeah. 
and give him people a job where our sooner important. Yeah, absolutely. Causing more pollution that we're yep. apparently trying to save the planet yep. when they could get it from the same country. I believe that these 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 parliamentary people now, everything they do is under is underhanded. And it ain't a trade union coming into me because I've never trusted a politician anyway. But like, no, to be re really honest, I totally agree with you. No, I've never trusted a politician all my life, even yeah. when I was a young person, you know, in my 20s yeah. and 30s. I've, I've never had to be militant, thank God, even though we had strikes at Titan Lyle in the 70s and the, in the 80s, we had strikes and we protested up the West End of, of, and we, we actually protested for the miners up the West End with our banners and whatever. Oh, did you? Yeah, of course we did, yeah. Am I glad all that type of thing's over? I am, yeah, but I feel drastically sorry for the young generation where we live now in the East End in Canning Town and Custom House. My heart goes out to them because there's not... For what reason? Well, there's not really much mm. room to look forward to, is there? And I've got to be honest, there ain't. There's not much room to look well, forward to. Well, to be honest, to. when I was growing up, we had all the youth clubs. Well, that's exactly that, what I said. There's nothing for the working class absolutely. children now. I absolutely agree, Sash. There's no work. There's no youth clubs like they used to say. The youth clubs we used to go in, one was at the Bancroft, which still knows anyway because that's where Kelly worked behind the ramp there, and that was a youth club before it became a bar. And night used to have a youth club in there, and we. It yeah. sounds silly. We used to play table tennis and we used to have discos and we used to have singing competitions and it was absolutely yeah. snooker. Yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. It was, and there was no bouncers on the door. There was no one telling you you can come in or you can't come in. You joined it, you paid your subs, and that was two or three yeah. nights a week. As I said before, as I said before, Sash, around this area in the 60s, 70s, it was open fields where you could play football. There was everything you wanted to do. There was a Lido on the corner. And, yeah. No one way. I was over there with Kelly and Sally. Well, most times, a lot of the times when they come yeah. out and school take vote, yeah, I loved it. I loved it over there. So there was always, I always found that for the working class person back in the day, like including my day until they started shutting all the youth clubs, because yeah. that's when I noticed it. Nowadays, it's like you've got to have money to do anything. Well, so the, the poorer children are missing out again. Oh, without a doubt. But the difference is, Sash, there was no social media. No one had nothing. No one, everyone had the yeah. same. But how it is now, yeah. if you're poor, you get no up-to-date phone. If you're poor... You don't get 150 quid pair of football boats. But there was none of that then. Everyone had the same. Yeah. Everyone paid the price for the same pair of boots. Mm. Everyone had the same at home. Outside Carsey, where you had to break the ice to have a slash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Sometimes you couldn't pull the chain. Sometimes, sometimes you couldn't pull the chain because it was frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was so different. Everything was. <laughs> and you had your cold bit in the garden as well, didn't you? Oh, you yeah, fire. we used to have a cold bunker in there. Our bath, we used to hang on the uh, on a peg in the yard. Mum, mum and dad used to fetch it in every Sunday and put it in front of the fire, the cold fire. <laughs> and the old man, added, we used to have an old gas boiler, what mum used to fill oh, up yeah. every Sunday. But the thing used to make me laugh, there used to be four of us, and I was always the last one in that bath. Same water. You my mum used to put three hands disinfectant so the water used to go white. And I'd say to mum, what's that? Don't worry, just get in there. Yeah, my life. Three hands disinfectant. I'll never forget it. 
<laughs> and I, I, I often laugh with Kelly and Sally now about it. Free hands disinfectant. Yeah. Tim yeah. Buff used to hang on the thing. And what it was, I remember my dad one day when he went out, we used to go out the, out the, it wasn't a kitchen, have a sculleries. You see, which you go out, mm. the, out into the back garden and have a wheel or whatever. And he fell off over tip. I could not stop. We, look, you couldn't laugh in front of him, my mum, because obviously they get the needle. And you wouldn't do it out of respect. But the next day I went round here, he tied a bit of rope on the side of the wall so you could hang on to it. So when it was ice yeah. cream, you didn't fall up. <laughs> <laughs> that was his safety row. <laughs> oh, mate. It was, yeah, it was good fun. I've got to be honest, it was. And all, and all making like all the like little go kart things. Like, ah. like back in the day, like you give a, some of the kids now some wheels, a bit of wood, and what, they wouldn't know what, what to do, to do with, with it. it. But back then, yeah. you, like everyone could do something. Seal, Sash, you know, one of the funniest stories the, the old Beckton Gasworks mm. is over where Tesco's is now. There used to be Beckton Gasworks yeah. over there. What they used to do in their boilers. They used to pull in water from the Thames to cool their boilers down. And what they did, they, they, they dug out these great big ditches. They'd be about 10 or 12 foot across that come out the factory, back the flow back into the Thames again. Well, there was always about three or four foot deep. And you had to see the wildlife over there then, over the Vernons and over where like Beckton and, and the Galleons is now. It was all open. There used to be ferrets, weasels, rabbits. There used to be absolutely everything over there. But what we used well, to Well, you do, had to go to the countryside now to get That's right. You didn't have to go to the, It was there for you. It was it was absolutely but we used to spend days in the summer. We, we one of the boys down where I lived in the avenue, like they nicked one of mum's one of the old mum's baths and we umped it over there and Chucked it in the old ditch. That was all clean water had been pumped out the ball out. And we used to go fishing. There used to be tiddlers and stickle bats. We'd spend absolutely hours over there. It yeah. was something if you told the kids now, they'd think you're balmy. They'd, they'd, they'd think, yeah. well, that ain't funny. They must have been bored. But there was no phones. No one had a phone. Mm. A lot of houses yeah. didn't have phones in their houses. Let alone yeah. anything else. Mum told you you'd be home at a certain time. You'd be home, and nine yeah. times out of ten, it was when it got dark. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was so, so different. It was. It was lovely. Yeah. I loved every second of it. So if you had to sum up Canning Canning Town, Town and Town in one word, Fantastic. What, word, what word would you use? Brilliant. <laughs> I can't say it in any other way. It was the best. It was <laughs> oh. the best apprenticeship. Thank you so much. That you could have. Oh, thank you, Tony. Loyalty with your mates. I loved every minute of it. And I, I would honestly go turn around and say, this has been a smashing well, interview. Brilliant reminiscing. I've had a tear in my oh, eye once you, or Tony. twice. <laughs> and Aww. I've laughed a lot. Tracy's laughing now. She said, uh, <laughs> I always say to her, I'm really glad you oh. chatted me up, babe. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, in my eyes, you did. <laughs> A watermelons from a patch But I must admit we had fish and chips And occasional pie mash Way down in Canyon Town You know where I mean 
music band.